The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Here is your host of Plant Profits, Bert Miller. Welcome to another edition to Plant Profits. I'm Bert Miller, your host on Plant Profits. Uh, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. They are absolutely the companies that are on the forefront of creating companies as well as real career opportunities. Uh, today, we have an outstanding leader in the industry. He also happens to be a partner uh, to Protus Global. Chuck Smith will be our guest, and he is the president and CEO of Dixie Brands, Inc., which is a publicly traded company that owns Dixie Elixirs and the Edibles brands, as well as Therabus and Accessible Wellness, two of the leading hemp supplement brands. So say that fast three times, if you would, please. <laughs> but before we start, follow me on social at Bert Miller PG and send us your questions and comments for the show using Hashtag plant profits, profits spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. Share that with your friends, family, and social circle, and then share it again if you would, please. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Chuck Smith, he's currently leading one of the most innovative and explosive cannabis businesses, and their expansion and rise have made them a legitimate and respected CPG company. And I'm excited to dig into the recent happenings with Chuck. I uh, most recently saw Chuck in Toronto uh, as he uh, had a couple individual panels as well as a panel that I had the opportunity to moderate. If you want to find out more about DixieElixirs.com, that's DixieElixirs.com spelled D-I-X-I-E-E-L-I-X-I-R-S. So, Chuck, if you want to take a moment, tell us a little bit about Dixie Brands and what's going on in your life and uh, share that with our listeners. Hey, that's great, Bert, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you this morning and also to be part of Plant Profits. Um, really enjoy the opportunity to speak to uh, to the listeners. And yes, you and I uh, have been seeing a lot of each other here out at these conferences and, and speaking panels. Uh, look at Dixie Brands. We're really uh, very proud of the company. Um, the easiest way for us to me to describe this to kick it off is that we're a multi-state operator, uh, soon to be a global operator. We're focused on the development, manufacturing, sales, and marketing of a high-quality and broad brand portfolio of consumer-facing cannabis products. Uh, Dixie has been around for over ten years. Uh, we have a portfolio that expands beyond 100 individual products uh, across about 15 different delivery uh, segments or, or product categories. And we target both the regulated THC marketplace as well as we have two fantastic companies focused on hemp CBD wellness. 
No, that's great, Chuck. And I think one of the things that you just shared that uh, is important as this industry continues to unfold is that uh, the way you're approaching it. And again, we mentioned that uh, Dixie Brands is an innovative uh, company. And the fact that you guys are aligning yourself in the way you're doing the business and really creating uh, a, a consumer packaged goods company focusing on the brands is outstanding. And I think that's going to give you a uh, a leg up versus uh, the competition out there. So congratulations for the last 10 years and all the work that you've been doing. And I think when I saw you in Vegas, um, I guess that was October, November, uh, it, I, you guys had just had gone public. So tell us how that's going. That's, that's right. We, uh, we actually listed on the uh, Canadian Securities Exchange on November 29th of, uh, of 2018, the, Ticker symbol is dixi.u. Uh, very soon, we'll also be uplisted to uh, to the OTC here in the U.S. Uh, and so, uh, shareholders can find find us in both places. It, it's been a wild ride, Bert. Um, you know, it wasn't really something I started out to do when we built the company, but as this industry has grown and and truly has become a global global industry, uh, we really understood that. We had to have a global reach, and that global reach required capital. And the best way to get access to the capital uh, was to be in the capital markets. So we made the decision to bring the company public. And uh, and even though I'm not a big fan of uh, all the audit requirements and things like that, <laughs> just because they're expensive and time-consuming, uh, they're definitely necessary now that we're that we're in the public market, and and so we're uh, we're happy to be there and, and happy to be really growing the company on that platform. Well, any any uh, initiative that we have has a yin and a yang to it, and obviously this one plays right to where you guys uh, need to go and want to go. And I think the industry's uh, not necessarily dictating it, but is uh, creating the the opportunity for you to be proactive and do what it takes to and uh, do what you need to do for Dixie Brands. Uh, you mentioned that it's been a, it been quite a ride. Um, first, just, uh, just take me back about you. Uh, I really would like to understand more. Uh, when was the exact moment or event uh, for you as a catalyst to leave your previous career and jump uh, headfirst into cannabis? Yeah, I wish I could tell you it was some incredible epiphany or uh, some you know flashpoint that caused me to jump off the cliff and do it. Uh, it was more of a slow, a slow march. Uh, my partner and I saw an opportunity back, uh, you know, almost uh, about ten years ago now, in Colorado. Uh, it was a caregiver model uh, here, but we could see that Amendment 64 was going to move forward, and that was going to allow for a medical marijuana program to be put in place in the state of Colorado. And we thought, you know, this would be an interesting place for us to maybe put a little bit of passive investment money, uh, see if we could help some folks build a team and build a brand, uh, build a company. Uh, we really had other jobs to do and weren't that active in it. But as these things happen, passive uh, turns into active when you start writing more checks. And uh, we became fully into, uh, into, the, into the deal. And I would say that the, the, the turning point probably just emotionally for me is when we started to get testimonials from people that were using our products from a, from a medical delivery perspective, and it was really changing their lives. Um, I, I'll, I'll never forget the, the letter we got from a, a veteran who had PTSD and he'd been 
uh, really addicted to alcohol and opiates and was having a real hard time and he started using medical cannabis and our product, our drink was the very first product he used and he sent us just a tremendous letter and some pictures of, of how it really was the, the turning point in his life and he was able to start getting off of some of those more dangerous addictive properties. So, you know, that kind of wakes you up and says, hey, you're doing this for something more than just a return on investment and we've been in it ever since. No, that's a great story. And, and I guess many of the things that we end up doing um, kind of come when opportunity does meet, uh, uh, meet in this case, uh, passive investment. And you were able to recognize that and take advantage of it. Uh, the, the story about the military gentleman that uh, benefited from your products and, and certainly uh, is that something, Chuck, uh, you kind of alluded to it in terms of, of that being something uh, over maybe profits at times, but is that something that inspires you to continue to look and work with your team to innovate uh, within the cannabis space? Yeah, we're, we're inspired all the time. I mean, I, I think at the, the top level, philosophical and to some extent emotional level, the people on, our, on my team, and I think most in the industry, we realize that we're fighting a good fight to end prohibition. And mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't come along too often in people's lifetimes that they have the ability to be part of something like that. Of course, we have to be extremely responsible because ending prohibition sounds great, but if you don't do it responsibly, you don't leave a good foundation for the industry to grow in a positive way, then, then you haven't made the world a better place. But I think we're in a position uh, that we're making the world a better place. On the on the more um, capitalist side, uh, you know, we're invigorated every day to see the new entrants that are coming into this marketplace, the growing de- demographic of the consumer. And the reality is we're just in the first inning here. And we have a lot more to do in terms of bringing innovative products, access to the plant, uh, and, and really normalizing this industry uh, over time. And so I, I think those two things really keep our team motivated uh, to, to move forward. No, that's great. And if you think about it, Chuck, uh, one of the questions I do want to ask uh, you, because I, I see it with a lot of our clients and I'm continuing to see it throughout the, the, the sector at the speed of light at which it is it is moving what are you finding for yourself um, when you think about your personal and professional life, as well as the responsibility you have for others in your organization? What are some of the most difficult aspects you have in growing and scaling uh, scaling this business? Sure, I think really more on the on the, the business side of it. It's really trying to have this industry be treated no different than any other industry. Um, and really trying to run a normal business when we're faced with a lot of abnormal obstacles. The, the industry is still subjected to uh, you know, very onerous tax uh, codes at the federal level. So we're taxed at an extremely high level, uh, much higher than any other business, any other normal business and industry. So that really hurts the ability to expand and to invest back into the business when you're spending quite a month, bit of that money going out to uh, to Uncle Sam. On the uh, on the flip side, it's you know also still a highly regulated business without access to banking. So you kind of couple a few of those things together, which is you got to pay a lot of money out to be part of the industry to the federal government. You have to pay a lot of money to be able to expand over a highly regular regulated framework. 
yet you don't really have access to traditional banking for lines of credit or things that would make it easier, much like any other uh, any other company or any other industry. So, you know, those things are the things that keep us up at night, making sure that we're doing it right and um, doing the best that we can to continue to grow the business. And I eventually know that that'll normalize. And as more and more states come on, as hopefully legislation like the States Act is approved, and, and this industry will start to be treated just like every other. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, you don't get an opportunity in a lifetime to uh, make a real difference. And, you know, last prohibition uh, ended in 1933, as we all know. And, and so uh, you are in the midst of helping uh, change the world from a business perspective and into a new sector. And I think that's pretty exciting. And I know you're having a lot of fun. I'm sure there's sure there's time. There's some up and downs, uh, Chuck, but I know you're having a lot of fun. I get a chance to uh, spend some time with you from time to time. And it's uh, it's been fun for me to watch uh, along the way. Uh, folks, you're listening to Chuck Smith. Uh, he is the president and CEO of Dixie Brands. You can find out more about Dixie uh, at Dixie Brands. That's on Facebook and Twitter. And we come back from break, we'll dig in and all the other amazing things that are happening uh, with Dixie recently. And uh, if you're in the market for the brands, go to DixieElixirs.com. Again, spelled D-I-X-I-E-E-L-I-X-I-R-S. You're listening to Plant Profits. And remember to follow me on social media at Burt Miller PG. We will be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis-friendly. NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, D.C. Join in advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org slash Lobby Days 2019. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. 
Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Burt Miller from Protus Global. And you can send comments and questions to me at Burt Miller. PG and use the hashtag plant profits to stay in the know. So we're back here with CEO and president of Dixie Elixirs or Dixie Brands, Chuck Smith. And a quote from Yahoo Finance Mr. Smith added, We expect to generate growth across all areas of our business in 2019 as the market for cannabis infused products continues to increase and we take advantage of our leadership position in the space. Over the longer term, we anticipate realizing further growth from our Latin America joint venture, partnership with Chiron Life Services, Life Sciences, I should say, excuse me, and other international opportunities and ongoing cannabis legalization trend in the United States. Of course, uh, for those that know, this also includes the CBD entities that Dixie Brands uh, is part of and owns. That's Asesso and Therabus. So uh, that's a quote from uh, some Chuck and any thoughts around that quote, Chuck, as you listen to it, uh, and as, the, as fast as the business is changing, uh, anything else uh, strike as I read that to you? Well, I think the, I don't exactly know when I made that quote, but it's probably already outdated. Um, and the speed <laughs> of, with, of which we're working uh, is just really at, at, uh, at an exponential pace. Uh, our goal is to really be a global manufacturer and, and distributor of brands. Uh, we do that in partnership with people that and companies that have great infrastructure, whether it's in a state-by-state basis or, or internationally, like Chiron. And, you know, our, our goal is to really bring a broad portfolio of consumer products out to the market, make sure we understand how those products are going to be received within the geographical regions that we're uh, manufacturing and distributing them, and then just be fiercely uh, uh, focused on consistency and quality and safety so that when someone buys a Dixie product, no matter where they are in the world, Mm-hmm. They're going to be happy with it. They're going to, it's going to meet their expectations and they're going to want to go buy it again when they get off a plane in some other area of the, of the country or the, eventually the world. And uh, that's, that's how you build a global brand. And, and that's what we're dedicated to do. That's great. And obviously most recently you guys have headed into the Latin American uh, market and partnered with Chiron uh, Sciences. Um, what are some of the nuances? I know we talked about this a little bit in Toronto, but I think it'd be great for the listeners as well. Some of the nuances that uh, a company and you as an executive face uh, when you're going into a different country. Sure. Well, I think the first thing, which is really where this all starts, is you have to have two companies that are like-minded 
that have a lot of synergy with each other, uh, that have a lot of complementary strengths. And we found that in, in Chiron and the management team there. So they have uh, world-class uh, infrastructure throughout Latin America and now growing that into Mexico. Uh, they have great distribution and route to market. Uh, they certainly have, you know, incredible um, uh, expertise on the regulatory models there because each country is different. And what we bring, complementing that, is the broadest portfolio of of products, formulated, ready to go products in the industry. Uh, tongue in cheek, I like to say that if you can <laughs> eat it, drink it, vape it, rub it on, uh, we make a product for you. So <laughs> having having that portfolio all ready to go, there's probably not a product that a government in one of those countries could approve that we don't already make. Now, to the specifics of, you know, the country-by-country nuances, uh, yes, we're going to need to go in and understand flavor profiles, taste profiles uh, from a regulatory standpoint if there's different formatting of those products in terms of lower dose, lower milligrams of of active ingredients, certain packaging. But the base is there for Dixie because we've been doing this for, again, almost 10 years and we've been doing it in a very diverse regulatory environment. So going out and figuring this out in Chile or Colombia or Mexico uh, is not going to be difficult, especially with the great team that Chiron has on the ground in each of those markets. No, that's great. And and, and I know here in the States, is uh, you're partnering with uh, them as well to distribute their products here in the U.S. Is that correct, Chuck? Yes, we're very fortunate to also have the rights to distribute uh, a line of cosmeceuticals called Quida, which they have innovated in Colombia. It's doing quite well down there. And we believe that it's uh, such a high-quality product that it, we can really get shelf space here in the U.S., not just for targeting the Hispanic community, which is certainly underserved with these kind of products. We want to be able to access that marketplace and, and serve those consumers. But the, the quality of this product and the efficacy of it is so good, we're excited to get it to all of our traditional uh, distribution cha- channels. Yeah, that's uh, that's outstanding. And, and now, Chuck, you mentioned if you eat it, drink it, you can rub it on, you vape it. Uh, for all the people out there that don't know, you also have a, a line that's good for their pets. We know how people love their pets. So um, uh, that's your therapist line that uh, is uh, doing quite well, I believe. Yes, thanks for asking about that, Bert. We actually have two different companies that we own uh, that are focused on broad-spectrum hemp oil, CBD wellness. Uh, One is Assesso Hemp, which really targets uh, human dietary supplements, and the other, which is just uh, both exciting and also a super fun company to have and be part of, is Therabus. And as you mentioned, that targets pets. Uh, very indication-specific formulas uh, for dogs. We have formulas that address joint mobility called up and moving, also mm. skin irritation, and then anxiety because we know that our furry friends sometimes uh, have some anxiety and and uh, they need some help too. So we provide those products to them, uh, to dogs, both in a soft chew as well as a food topper. And then we just launched our feline product, again, targeting targeting anxiety and overall wellness. And that's in a uh, soft chew. Uh, Both uh, of these companies are doing extremely well. 
and we're now moving them into traditional food, drug and mass, as well as specialty store chain distribution. And, and we're excited about what 19 is going to bring. Yeah. Listeners out there, you can obviously see that uh, uh, Dixie is, is a very innovative company um, across all sections of CPG, uh, as well as now launching into international, uh, starting in Latin America. And if you've heard Chuck talk uh, a few times already today on the show that it, they want to be a global brand. So uh, great stuff. I uh, really, really enjoyed uh, hearing what your plans are around all that, Chuck. So when, when you uh, think about that, um, what is the biggest opportunity knowing that this changes every day? Uh, what do you find to be the most and biggest opportunity for you currently? You know, we're just very focused on our expansion in the U.S. market. You know, all of the other countries, I would say the U.S. is certainly a leader in one respect. You know, clearly Canada is uh, legalized from a federal perspective and the U.S. hasn't quite caught up to that. But in just in terms of the size of the market opportunity and the acceptance now of cannabis and, and the speed of that acceptance in the U.S., uh, that's really where, you know, I think the market is is, is going. Uh, and so for us, it's building out the, the expansion on a state-by-state basis, making sure that we have our manufacturing and distribution facilities in place, up and running, our sales and marketing organizations in the field so that they can tell the story and, and really control that route to market. And then from there, we either continue to innovate or I, I frankly imagine that we'll be buying some companies that are looking for national and eventually international distribution, putting them down on those railroad tracks that we've laid across the country and allow us to really have a high quality portfolio of products that really target every consumer's need. Yeah. And tied to that, Chuck, obviously uh, with growth comes the need for talent. And as you're looking to build your teams, what are you, what are you assessing? What are some of the attributes that you're looking for uh, that are really important to be a good fit uh, in your organization, as well as a good fit in the industry to help you take those next steps? Yes. And, and I think that's another exciting component of the industry because 10 years ago, the, the talent pool, if you will, was a lot uh, thinner uh, or more shallow than it is today. And, and that's just for the very fact that a lot of folks um, were, were nervous about getting in, into the industry. They may have professional degrees or certifications that they didn't want to jeopardize at the time. And we see all that is changing. Um, you know, we have have had an unbelievable opportunity and, and Protus uh, Global has helped us uh, in a great way to bring in some real senior level talent uh, to the company. Uh, we have two gentlemen now that have joined us from Red Bull, uh, which uh, is really exciting uh, organization for us to be able to bring some talent from. We have uh, another teammate uh, that uh, ran a big portfolio of wine uh, and spirits. And so brings that, that great kind of CPG at, and, and alcohol beverage uh, mindset to the company. So we see more and more of this talent coming on board, but what I look for in any of them and any person interviews with the company, I, I look for somebody that has an acquisitive kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, this still is not IBM. It's not corporate world. Um, we're, we're, we're moving and grooving all the time. And, you know, we have to go find the ways to get things done because we don't have traditional infrastructure that's really going to be supportive of that. 
Uh, I also look for resilience in people, uh, people that have faced some adversity or people that have stayed through with a company for you know a longer period of time and have worked their way up uh, and taken ownership at a higher and higher level because that's the opportunity we're providing for people here. And that's what we need in, because there are going to be you know dark days and there are going to be tough decisions to be made and we need people that are able to handle that. And, and then finally to wrap it up, uh, which goes back to something I said earlier. Uh, I just want people that have a passion to be part of something. Uh, this is not a nine to five job. This is your life now. Uh, we've we've made a commitment to to end prohibition. We've made a commitment to improve social justice in this country and around the world. And we've made a commitment to get people to think and 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 have alternative things uh, than their traditional. Uh, products that they used to use, uh, which we hope and believe can be even better for their lifestyle. So you have to be passionate uh, to do something like that. And so those are the things I look for. And I, I appreciate your team's effort of bringing quality folks like that to us. No, thank you as well, Chuck. We appreciate the support. And it's it's really easy. Uh, I'm sure the listeners can tell. It's real, It would be really easy to be an advocate of Chuck Smith and Dixie Brands. Folks, you're listening to Chuck Smith, the CEO of Dixie Brands. Uh, you can find out more about Dixie on Facebook and Twitter at Dixie Brands. And we come back, we're going to uh, stay along the theme that we've been talking about and talk about folks that are coming over into this industry. Uh, you've heard Chuck outline some of the attributes and some of the unique uh, pieces of uh, talent and what it takes around a grit and endurance and some of the other attributes that he's looking for. And uh, I think for listeners out there, this will be a, a good opportunity for them to kind of assess their own careers and see if uh, this industry might be for them. So when we come back, we'll do that. If you're in the market for Dixie Elixirs, uh, Dixie Brands, go to DixieElixirs.com, spelled D-I-X-I-E-E. Uh, L-I-X-I-R-S, and you're listening to Plant Profits. Remember to follow me on social media at Burt Miller PG. We will be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com and take part in the most influential, award-winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre-conference workshops and off-site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. 
That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Burt Miller from Protus Global. And you can send comments and questions to me at Burt Miller PG. Uh, please use the hashtag Plant Profits, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, to stay in the know. We're back with Chuck Smith, the CEO and president of Dixie Brands. And we left off uh, with Chuck talking a little bit about the attributes and characteristics of folks coming into the industry. The one thing that stuck out to me, Chuck, that I think uh, you shared was passion and resilience. Um, I would also throw in the uh, knowing and watching you and others. Uh, endurance is going to be a big attribute that one would need as well. Um what we're seeing, Chuck, and I think you probably have seen this as well, is that, uh, and you, you alluded to it in the previous segment, was the fact that uh, many people were concerned about what this would do to their resume months, and even you know, in, my, in my world, it's even just been, uh, you know, 15, 16 months ago. Uh, and now with the momentum, uh, it is now more acceptable for people to come over into the cannabis space. And now they're, they're coming in floods and a lot of it's due to momentum and the sexiness. How do you, how do you really vet those that have a real passion for the industry and for the plant and for uh, not only from a business perspective, but the outcomes along, along with a business uh, approach? Sure. Well, I, and maybe some of the listeners um, will have a different point of view. I could care less if they smoke marijuana. Um, it, it, that's not a requirement for, for our job at, at our company at the very least. What I do care about is that they're happy to talk about what they're doing, that they're happy to be in the industry mm-hmm. and that they understand that people are entitled to, to make choices in their lives. And those choices could include using cannabis as opposed to alcohol or, or prescription drugs. Uh, and so, you know, I, my first interview question isn't when was the last time you smoked a joint? Because uh, again, I, I could care less. And frankly, I could care less whether they actually came from the industry or not. Uh, certainly people that have an affinity for the, for the plant or have uh, an understanding of the industry and the complexity of it, that's a, that's a benefit. But I really want people that are coming, bringing different perspectives from the outside of the cannabis business. We are growing and building a global industry. This industry is going to touch all aspects of, of other industry, whether it's technology, retail, farming, commercial food manufacturing, data analysis, all kinds of ancillary businesses here. So uh, for us, you know, it's really finding people that, that have a well-rounded uh, background that, again, have that passion for being part of something. You know, I could equate this, Bert, because I'm old, so I can equate <laughs> this back to to the dot-com era. And, you know, I was in a management position at that time. And what we really were looking for were people that 
yeah, they, 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 they can code really well or they can market really well or they can sell really well, but they really cared about building this industry, this online industry from those early days. Right. And, and I think there's an analogous to what we're doing here in, in cannabis. Yeah, no question. Certainly there's, there's experience and skill sets and all that. But uh, for those that want to uh, really have and be able to put a, a, a fingerprint on an industry and have some influence and be part of, of a sector that is growing at light speed, this truly is, uh, you know, it may, I may be a bit dramatic saying it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but uh, it's certainly not many of these opportunities come along. So I uh, really appreciate you sharing. I think you're spot on. Yeah, no, I appreciate you sharing the information you have. Real quick, Chuck, just uh, looking at you, when who do you lean on for advice? I mean, do you have anybody that uh, when, when the chips are down, the, the, the world's moving at light speed and you need to stay focused? There's, is there somebody you lean on for advice? Well, I'm very fortunate now to have a very strong management team and we continue to grow uh, that team. Uh, they come at this from many different perspectives. And as we talked earlier, some of them are brand new to the company. So they're not already, you know, kind of jaded with uh, sort of, this is how we've done it in the past. So I do enjoy having kind of that counsel around the table of, of strong experienced managers that we can talk to, uh, that I can talk to. I, I also uh, reach out and, and, and leverage our board uh, when, when it's appropriate, whether that's in a board setting or quite often, you know, just one-on-one to get a good sounding perspective from them, uh, to help me influence the way I'm thinking about things. Um, and then finally, uh, I, I probably get as much advice, um, in those deep, dark days, uh, from my wife because, uh, she, she's not afraid to tell me what she thinks. Uh, she's not afraid to tell me if she thinks I'm wrong. Uh, which is uh, unique uh, when you compare it to, to others that you might work with or work for. So uh, so I, I think I take counsel from quite a few people at the end of the day. Um, I also have to rely on, on my uh, experience and my intuition and, and ultimately just make a decision. Yeah, without question. And, and uh, certainly uh, the three areas that you do get your advice and counsel, I, I believe is... Uh, that that's what makes uh, a balanced CEO and somebody that can uh, make the quality decisions that you need to make on the spot. Many times you do have that support system and it sounds like you have a very strong support system that allows you to do that. Um, finally, what I'd like to talk to you about uh, for you, Chuck, is tell us what your personal favorite Dixie product is, if there is one. Sure. Um, so, I'm not a big uh, a user of the plant, frankly. Um, I, I'm, I'm more of a, uh, um, a consumer of grapes, if you know what I mean, I do. Uh, <laughs> than, I, <laughs> than I am uh, cannabis. However, uh, I like two of our product categories the best uh, for my personal uh, consumption. Um, our Dixie Mints, I really like those. These are a hard-pressed, dissolvable mint. Uh, we have multiple different flavor profiles. One of them is an awakening mint. Uh, it gives me a little pep, a little focused energy uh, if, if uh, you know, if I need it going out at night or something like that. And just the converse, we have a relaxing mint, which really helps uh, take the edge off and and helps me sleep. So as an alternative to maybe some normal pharmaceutical sleep aids, I, I really 
do like uh, the Dixie uh, mints. And again, they're low dose, five milligram mints. So they're very approachable, very easy for you to use, very easy for you to understand kind of the effect and, and, and how that's going to work in your body. Um, on the flip side, I also uh, love, and I think the market loves, uh, Dixie, Dixie Synergy Bomb. Uh, this is a topical, provides no euphoria, uh, but it's great for mild pain relief. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm getting old. So uh, <laughs> after a round of golf, I kind of need to rub a little bit of that on and, and it makes the pain go away. So uh, those are those are two of the products that, that I could recommend highly. Absolutely. I, you know, when we, when we were in Colorado, we had a chance to uh, try the topical uh, that, that you had and, and uh, the, the feedback was, that was outstanding. And so uh, I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, before we just get out of here, Chuck, anything else that you would like to share with the listeners? And if not, we'll just jump on out of here. No, I really appreciate the, the thorough um, uh, set of questions and the broad set of questions and, you know, I hope uh, if your listeners are in a one of our five states today that we're selling product in, California, Colorado, Michigan, uh, Nevada, or Maryland, uh, they'll, uh, they'll go give us a try. And uh, I do appreciate your time and all your support as well, Bert. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck. That's it for our time today. Uh, Chuck, thank you again for spending some time with us on Plant Profits. Folks, remember to uh, check out DixieElixirs.com. And of course, don't forget to uh, hit me up on Instagram with your comments and questions. You can always find me at Burt Miller PG and use the hashtag plant profits uh, to stay in the know. Thank you again for tuning in. Catch you guys on next week's show. And until then, cheers. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.